Welcome to Tavern Tales Presents The Power of Friendship, a 5e Dungeons and Dragons actual play curated for your enjoyment. fighting a stone dwarf over this but okay um, what the fuck does that mean it's it's a euphemism don't worry about it <laughs> what the hell is a euphemism we don't have time for a whole semantics lesson it's just a, it's a thing what the hell is a semantics lesson what is wrong with you sorry i've been hanging out with vivi too much i've been reading and trying hey. to i've been trying to make my vocabulary bigger and I, i'm i'm confusing people a lot I, okay 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 stop punching me with words <laughs> And go start doing the actual punching. Uh, yeah, that he'll go over. So, so the hilt of the dagger that's on the ground. Indeed. There's a dagger on the ground. It's got a rough, squared off hilt that is probably eight inches long, which is really long for a dagger. Yeah. Like a machete is still a type of dagger, friends. So it's pretty long, but it's got a, so it's like a 18 inch blade and an eight inch long hilt. And it's squared off the same color, you think, of wood as the quarterstaff itself is. However, it's wrapped in this shiny metallic wire as though the hilt was really crappy. And so somebody did a wire wrap around the dagger's hilt to keep that, uh, to give you some grip and get around the hard angular corners of this terrible terrible hilt so it looks like an offering to this dwarven thing Definitely right? seems to be all i have is like cooking utensils <laughs> that's all i think i really have <laughs> i have cooking utensils and an ink pen for some reason in my equipment but i have a knife no you might need that for stabbing later i'm just gonna take the cooking utensils and do like the indiana jones swap out thing why don't you express <laughs> out loud to your comrades what's going on in your mind so that we can get that feel as opposed to sort of like i get that out of character description mm. of the in character stuff put it all in character <clears throat> so um, he coughs and the smoke comes billowing out <laughs> we the, need um, to look at that that's the that's an issue i I think that's might be part of me now, guys. That might be a thing I do. I just and, I realized Dwayne coughs a lot and clears his throat a lot, and that just <laughs> really adds in character if there's smoke <laughs> and a fire growing within him. <clears throat> the voice is not easy for me. So um, there's there's uh my quarterstaff is saying the dagger is part of it, like the hilt belongs to it. But guys, this is I mean I'm not the most of the religious type. 
this looks like an offering to some sort of weird dwarven god of some kind. And I just have the worst feeling that if I take this dagger, it's going to piss something off that we might have to fight. And we are not in a place. I don't know if we could fight a statue god thing. Does anybody know about what this god might be about? I'm thinking it's a digger thing. It's a dwarf. No, no. Anybody? No, no, no. My my dad always told me gods are only real if you believe in them. So if you don't believe while you take the knife, it'll be fine. I, that, oh, I mean, I, I could see maybe, I. but there are people who believe in gods I don't believe in. Does that mean only my god is real? Yes. Okay, we can have religious debates later. <laughs> can I roll to see if I know anything about this dwarf dude? Before you do that, there is another discordant note from the flute. Almost the exact same place that it was before. And you hear a voice much more closely now. Say, fingers. Can I recognize the song Chicken. that's being played? Yes. Do I know how to play it? Of course. Okay. So, um, you are going to get my string, are you not? Wait, um. Wrong character. Well, I, I did the same thing when we walked into the room. Like, Hold on, that's not mine. It was like, that's a part of me. And we both went, what? Because I thought it was my loot talking to me. <laughs> yeah. Loot, is that you? Oh, yes. No, I've been speaking to you at length. Oh, I have been listening, but maybe distracted. Why don't you repeat yourself, just so I'm sure? There's a part of me right there. Oh, on the ground? What? The string. Oh. And Ellis walks over and, I, and looks up at the dwarf and goes, you can't hurt me if I don't believe in you. And then I pick up. <laughs> right. I pick up. Whoa. Let's be <laughs> fair. Because <laughs> there is a scene happening. Yeah. Well, you had your little conversation in your head. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> I know you're about to just be like, let's just engage with the environment, guys. Let Vivi make her religion check. Sure. Let score or her history check so she can know who the dwarf is. And we'll, and we'll then proceed. Because um, may, maybe the three of you will work together as opposed to the first time uh, Ellis everything. moving and everyone suffering. <laughs> <laughs> um, I rolled a 22 on history. Cool. You know for a fact, and you recite this aloud at the same time as Ellis, who did not need to roll. A petrified dwarf, dwarf of, of the, the Belzmaster clan, clan found in 1459 DR in Red Large West, West Quarry in broken, broken condition. Um, what was that? Petrified dwarf of the Belzimer clan found in 1459 DR in Red Large West Quarry broken condition. Oh, okay. That's what I thought you said. How did you know that? It says there right on the plaque. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> How did you know that? I'm smart, Ellis. Oh. <laughs> Not smart enough to read a plaque, Vivi. You know what? Just because you brought me back to life again. My loot is telling me to pick up that string, and Ellis has got itchy fingers. What should I do? <laughs> this is a part of me. Take it up. Hold on. Oh, let me talk to my friends. Hey, man, that is a part of me. You need to take it up. Yeah, pick it up. Put it in me. Uh, hold on, Ellis. Your thing is telling you it's also for you? 
uh, there's a bit of string. My my lute is missing one string, and I and I need it, and and it's right there. But we're thinking that we don't want to touch these things. It's just usually not good to take someone's offering to a god or whatever. Mm. So, um, I mean, we both need it. So, I mean, why don't we try to leave something behind as an offering for the offering we're taking? We're taking a dagger. So, why don't we leave like a couple of things? Do you have anything else? I mean. I have my, my, my favorite cooking utensils. I can leave those behind. Do you have something you want to offer? My loot? No, that wouldn't work. That would be Then bad. I'd have the string and not my loot. My bedroll? No, I don't know what to give. What does a god want made out of stone? It's Let's see. God, if I were a dwarf course. made out of stone, what would I want? If the bedroll's what you alcohol. got. Alcohol. Do you have schnapps? They do like alcohol. The dagger... Vivi has dried blood upon it, and the cross guard in bronze seems to have something graven upon it. There is a lot of copper pieces. This ring is five feet wide. It's five feet away from the statue. There is hundreds of coppers, a couple hundred silvers, and like one gold for every four copper. There's some green gemstones in amongst there, polished moonstones, and this dagger lays upon the top of that pile. Shiny. Um, well, I guess the real question is, guys, how moral of people do we want to be? Frankly, right now, I don't really care. Ellis, if you're game for just taking this and I'll leave something behind to hopefully appease this thing, I'll grab it and give it my utensils and... We'll just have to see what happens. Guys, a lot of times I misread situations and I don't know what's going on half the time. But are we talking about the moral dilemma of taking junk that people have left in the basement of a cult that tried to murder us? You know what, Ellis? You've made an amazing point. (laughs) Sometimes I stumble into them. It's okay. Stumbling's great. Uh, And she's going to kneel down and just kind of look at them both and be like, on three... (laughs) All right. Let's do this. All right, s- score. Ready? Loot, I'm getting you your string. Oh, that's what you're doing. So yeah, as quick as he can, he'll put the one thing down and take the, the dagger and step back. and <laughs> Indiana Jones style. Indiana Jones style. That's what I already <laughs> said it. I'm not, that's the way you always do these type of things. So he just <laughs> switches it out and steps back and just looks at the, the dwarven broken statue thing, waiting for it to attack. Vivi is just taking gems and putting them in her <laughs> fanny pack, <laughs> like not even caring. It's like, that nice. one's pretty, that one's pretty. Yep, want those. <laughs> there is a blue gem in among some when you touch it, your finger sparks. You could see as well, Vivi, since you were close and you're pick, about to pick up a bunch of gems and the like, that upon the dagger's pommel, the cross guard there, it has the letters R E. Z-S-U-R. Rezur. Sorry, was that in character or? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like She's trying to sound it out so her voice went lower. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Then that. what's interesting there is you say that as Score reaches to pick up the weapon and as you reach for it, it begins to glow with a reddish, ruddy light. Okay. Is This, this is different. Uh, daggers don't usually glow. Does it feel hotter or colder or it's just glowing? The dagger, you said. 
and stroke the dagger itself? Well, I would assume if it's radiating heat, I would feel it close enough, like by my, because I'm holding well, it. I'd, you, you're asking questions. Describe actions. <laughs> Score will look at the dagger and it's glowing red. And to him, that means fire. So he's going to pass his hand, his the hand not holding the blade, close to the blade and see if he's feeling any, if it's radiating heat or cold or sparks. It does not appear it. to be generating any heat or pulling any heat from you. Okay, it looks like it's a glow-in-the-dark dagger. So, Ellis, you said the string holding this thing together is yours? Oh, I thought this... Oh, I, and I have, like, my bedroll in my hand. I'm like, <laughs> I haven't put... And I just throw it real quick. Vivi's already scooped up a whole bunch of gems and valuables. The score has swapped the cooking utensil for the dagger. Nothing happened. Yeah. Ellis, you're standing there with your bedroll in hand distracted for a moment looking into the eyes of the dwarven which <laughs> looks so lifelike just so lifelike but nothing happens oh i think he liked my bedroll you didn't even put the oh bedroll. oh no. <laughs> so if it's not too complex of a tie or whatever a uh, score will start to untwine the string that ellis needs and see about sure. and yeah he'll t- untie it the string seems feels like it slips in your hand while you're untying it and whatnot. I mean, it, you still get it all done. It's just really slippery in your hand. So uh, here you uh, go, Ellis. This is for you and your loot. I'm going to see about getting this hilt and my quarterstaff together. Hopefully, it just kind of interlocks somewhat easily because I don't know about fixing weapons. That's really not what I do. And Score will just kind of look at the hilt and look at his quarterstaff and see if it, like, you know, square peg kind of lines up or something. Or does it just, like, magically click together like Legos? No. Then, yeah, then um, I'll ask my quarterstaff, um, quarterstaff, I have the other piece. How do I make you whole? Do I look like a fucking spear? What? Oh, wow. You unnecessary aggression again. Um, Whoa, you're, you're just sticking me over and over. You gotta take the hilt off of that stupid knife, man. Is it just pop off? I assume I don't, I don't know nothing. No. I don't know. I don't know how weapons work in real. Dwayne doesn't know how weapons Aww, work. Is that what your character says? No, so I don't score my. No, he lives in a world where daggers really? are regular. He, Dwayne Do you does think not. He, knows? <laughs> he won't know. Fine. <clears throat> I'm going to slide back in the character then. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, okay. Yelling doesn't help. And I'm not a blacksmith. I don't do weapons. I usually do the punch and the kick stuff. So this is. Not what I do. Do you have any idea how to do this? If not, it doesn't help you yell. Why would I know anything about that, man? I'm a stick. You're a magical talking stick. I think assuming you might know things is not outside the realm. Silence reigns (laughs) supreme. (sighs) Except for you, Vivi. You hear the others talking to their weapons. You feel lonely. (laughs) I don't know. I'm picking up a lot of gems and stuff. I'm pretty happy. <laughs> Fair. She's picturing the wings she's going to add to her library. Oh. <laughs> you hear quietly in the back of your mind, oh, Vivi. Oh, is that you? Is one of these yours? That'd be convenient. Oh, honey, child, I think I think you found part of me. Is it the big blue one? I bet it's the big blue one. Well, I mean, I think they're all big. I don't really have a concept of space and time, you know. Is it the blue one? Can a book shrug? (laughs) (laughs) The pages wrinkle. (laughs) There are nine gems, three of which are blue-ish. One of which is a moonstone. Cool. One of them 
does look like it would well two of them do look like they would fit in a couple of the places on the book but as you've noted before each of the places of the book has a different setting for a different sized and a different style cut gem so it takes a bit of time but you do find a blue gem that fits and then the polished moonstone that was yeah. mentioned is that the other one Cool. She's going to open up her fanny pack, pull out her book, be like, all right, let's make you pretty. And then it's kind of like one of those jigsaw puzzles, like that one just fit fine. And It doesn't. <laughs> going through like different pages. Let's do this one. Does that one fit? Yeah. You finally find the spot where it fits. Oh, that feels so nice, honey child. Oh, God. But then it just falls right out. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Yeah. Meanwhile, Ellis, you've got this string in your hand, and your lute is vibrating with excitement. Mm. I swing my lute around and um, begin to string it. That's going to take a good amount of time to restring this lute, and the flute in the other room stops, and a thin, reedy voice calls out in the darkness, Is somebody there? I start to play the melody he was playing. Goddamn show off. <laughs> show yourselves. Come on up. And the door, the only door that you did not go through yet, is open a little bit and a balding pate suddenly sticks around the edge and a wizened old face peers blearily into the room. What are you doing in there? Who are you people? Oh, hi. Like, stuffing everything into our bag. Zip it. Zip. Hi. Uh, we're just travelers. We got a little lost. Um, lovely song. Make a deception. <laughs> Come on, BV. Ah, natural 20. <laughs> you have disadvantage. Oh. No. Oh. You should. Yeah. You didn't mention that before. <laughs> I know. Didn't roll another no, twenty. Come on, 20. roll another twenty. I did it shut before. Up, <laughs> shut him up and roll another twenty. <laughs> this is going to be a nat one. Watch this. <laughs> it's fine. It's not really. So nineteen. Okay. Mm. Oh, <laughs> didn't know they were letting in travelers yet. But it's fucking bullshit. If you liked my song, oh. I'm terrible at this here flute. But it's so kind of you to, to say so. I thought it was nice. No, you didn't. You're just missing that one note. It's it, it's like this. Oh, it's more than one, thank okay. you. Okay. You damn show off. Are you some sort of bird? I, I Yes, I'm Ellis Greenfield. It's it's a pleasure to meet you. Oh, you fucking Greenfield. Ellis Greenfield. Yeah, fucking Greenfield. This is going on. Um, well, what's your name? What's Ellis's dad's name? You've only ever called him dad. Yeah, no, mm. we called him Mr. Greenfield, too. So I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's true. We're respectful. Sir. Yeah. <laughs> His name is Paul. That's a good name for a dad. I knew that Paul Greenfield. He's boy, ain't you? That's my dad. Uh, fuck it, Paul. Took my girl Mary so many years ago. Ooh, Mary, Jesus, son of a bitch. Wait, are you talking about my mom? No. 
No. Oh, sorry. I just think everybody is. <laughs> nope. Had his way with her, and she moved on to Waterdeep. But I could have had a chance. Except for damn Paul. Nice little musical trio we had going on. I feel the same way about a girl. Yeah, I don't care about your story, Greenfield. Anyway, what are you doing here? You had tourists, you say? Well, we kind of fell in. There's a sinkhole. You fell into tourism? No, we fell into here. But we're travelers, we're adventurers. How are you falling into here? There's a sinkhole, like I just said. Vivi, while this old man is talking, you can put the gem into the slot, but it won't, it just keeps sliding out. Cool. I'll I'll pocket that in my my fanny pack for later. I will deal with that later. (laughs) Uh, How much money did I pick up? Let's say like 80-ish gold. Fuck yeah. Nice. As you picked through the golds and silvers and tried to leave the coppers behind. Why would I leave the coppers behind? It's going to weigh you. Because it was like 400 coppers. Yeah, but that, money. That's a I'm lot of weight. Poor. Oh, right. <laughs> so you had time to scoop 400 I was literally just going like hand grabbing like money. Not really. <laughs> I mean, I know that was how you were envisioning it, but there really wasn't time with everyone else's actions to be doing the same thing before Fine. the old man I'll- came out and your gem was in hand. And you spent more time collecting those gems than the money. Fine, I'll be happy enough with the 80 <laughs> gold. <Yeah. laughs> like, the game literally has 440 co- copper pieces, 200 and <laughs> like, but I'm like, that's terrible. I would never, yeah. you're never going to get all of them. And a player that does, it's like... How? <laughs> Where are you carrying 440 copper Fanny pack Fanny pack of holding. Of holding. <laughs> have you ever had 440 pennies? Yeah. Maybe. Well, I have. I've, I've talked about And like one of those like giant things, you take it to Coinstar and you get all your... Doesn't the, yeah. Can't you just scoop them into the fanny pack and we'll deal we'll pour them out later? 440, just so you know, that's eight <laughs> rolls of pennies. <laughs> One roll (laughs) of those. And you're telling me you have that in a fanny pack? It's a a bottomless fanny pack, I thought. (laughs) It can hold like, what, 500 pounds? No, it cannot hold. No, no, no. The normal one can hold like 250 pounds. I think the one I gave you can only hold like 80. But it doesn't really matter. It's a fanny pack. I don't care. (laughs) That's getting more specific in game that I wanted to. Anyway, you've got all the gold and silver. That's really what matters. So is 80 gold and the silver is just yeah. included in that? That's t- the total amount okay. there comes to 80 gold. Cool. I'm just updating my character sheet so I know how much money I have. Lovely. <laughs> oh, you're keeping all the money for yourself? Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, they were busy with their things. They can ask me later. <laughs> wow, seeing a really okay. dark and greedy side of uh, Vivi right now. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't seem like Vivi's character. She's about money. She, we'll deal with it later. She's poor. She has a tiny little you know, life. When you think about it, of the three, it, of these three, I'm sure the guys would be like, Vivi, do you mind holding the money? Because I'm, Ellis is going to forget about <laughs> oh, it. Wait. Score doesn't care. So, Vivi is poor. I'm not saying she's poor. I'm saying we would trust her no, with the money. Like Christina said it. Yeah. yeah. That is not the case. I, your character is like one of the richest people in the entire place. I, I was not aware of poor. this. <laughs> How many books do you own? That's true. You, you have a library. It's a small library. <laughs> it's like the Beauty and the Beast library with and the five books. <laughs> your own home in the library. I think we're just not picturing that librarians are baller in this time period. Like, well, think well, about how much you know, each book costs. Her, 
Yeah. That makes you think it's that It's her I, library. Right. I bought those books. I didn't she buy them all. She lives there. <laughs> and we have established she has crazy late fees, so she knows she makes lots of money. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I, I actually think that she's actually very wealthy, but she just doesn't have any money. She spends it all on books. Mm. <laughs> like It's not, li- it's not liquid plan. what it is. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. It's an asset. So, yeah. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. It, like in a medieval setting like this, where literature would be so valuable, important that there would be exorbitant late fees on a book when there's no such thing as a printing press and whatnot. So, but magic. So, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> the old man, all of you are standing there desperately interested more in adding to your weapons and having a conversation with them with this querulous old man he has a big saggy belly his arms are very very thin his skin hangs off him for the most part except for the big belly in the front jowls hang loose around his face and he doesn't have much hair left on top of his head and his eyes definitely look as though they're developing cataracts and he's asked you all and he believes you all to be tourists and he says, oh, Is Larak expecting you? Yes. We were running late to meet them. So if you could help us get to them, that would be great. And yes, that'd be greatly appreciated, sir. Uh, okay. Well, it's fine. Uh, you made your offering then? Yes. Um, I, I, I left my uh, favorite utensil there. And. Are you like a fork? No, it's it's like a, a spatula and a spoon and things you you cook with. I, I'm a I'm an amateur chef. You have some sort of spatula spoon. It's two separate items. But you said singular. Make a deception check. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't have to just, I don't have to see from anything. I literally left these items there. I know. Well, yeah, but not with that intent. Oh, so oh, fine, fine. <laughs> And obviously you're failing it already. So I'm assuming this role will go poorly. Let's see what happens. Does he bring it around? Aha, 16. So how do you bring that around? (laughs) I'm sorry, I misspoke. These are two very special items to me. And it seemed like this is a a very important monument for you guys. And I know if I had my God's statue, I'd want someone to leave something that is not necessarily monetarily valuable, but sentimentally valuable. So that's why I went with something near and dear to my heart as an offering. I love to cook. I mean, it's not going to make much money for for what Larocque was saying was needed. They said to bring the things of value, not personal importance. It's not an offering to a god. We're just, it's a collection circle. Oh, I... You think that we're offering it to that the dwarf there? Yes, I, I'm sorry. I think... There was mi- oh. there was some miscommunication on what the message from Larock to us. I thought value in a different way. Those words have many meanings. So that's totally that's my fault. I I'll, I'll bring money next time I'm down here. No, look, there's a bunch of idiots in this cult. <laughs> I won't lie to you. You seem like good kids. Thank you. We try, except for you. You fucking greenfield. <laughs> but anyway, occasionally these great stones, they move around. No one is watching. And that's how they talk. Portents of the future and all that. And they show signs of coming dangers. And they warn us that bad decisions have been made. They've been moving a lot lately. Maybe it's up to the fact that you three are down here. But nonetheless, 
I don't really believe all that. Oh. Anyway, you can go chat with the rock. Very interested to see, hear what he has to say. All right. Lead the way, sir. That'd be greatly appreciated. Fuck no. <laughs> the corridor. Lead the way, uh, sir. Hey, you some sort of namby boy. Um, I, yes. Oh, really? Is there something wrong with that? Hey, Squirt, let's namby this way. She's like push her <laughs> slightly towards. Ellis is like running after going, what's namby boy mean? <laughs> Are we? Are we part? <laughs> yeah. Now I want to know, Dwayne, what Namby Boy means. <laughs> me, when you say Namby Boy, I think of like you know, a, a, like a, a soft, sensitive guy, not like the macho dude, like more of what would be considered beta by those those jerks, that type of thing. <laughs> you know, Score Score tries to be overly polite as much as he can because everyone seems to hate him anyway. So he errs <laughs> on the side of polite, which was so much fun having someone hate on someone other than him this time. It was nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think Namby Boy means a, a person who's led around by on mom's apron ah. strings. Okay, mama's is boy. what I was trying to go for oh, okay. there. Yeah. Mm. Because he's like, lead the way. <laughs> <laughs> sure. sure. Then we'll, yeah, we'll head down the, the corridor to this uh, Laroque. God, I hope it's Dwayne Johnson. V- v- <laughs> hey, 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 Greenfield. What? You, you just make sure you ask Laroque if he can smell what's cooking. Okay. Uh, is Will there be a feast? Sure. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Vivi, are, are, are we in this cult now? What's happening? Maybe we're doing a trial period. I don't know. I just want to find out information and then we can leave. All right. Information makes my head hurt. That's okay. Let me absorb it. Okay. You just stand there and look pretty. <laughs> All right. Let's head down the corridor. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you leave that NPC behind. At the risk of sounding like a Namby boy, lead the way. <laughs> I'm right behind Vivi. I didn't know my dad was such a playboy. I mean, he does walk around naked a lot. Oh, yeah. Uh, Christina, Vivi's been in town a long time. So she knew that this guy, he has a farm outside of town, the Bar Augustus farm. Didn't have any kids or anything. So it's been taken over under new leadership. But this individual here was Peter Bar Augustus. Peter Bar Augustus? That was the elderly gentleman with the big belly and the flabby skin. He hasn't aged well at all. Mm. Your voice carries through. (laughs) (laughs) Vivi, lead the way. I got to go ask this guy what he's cooking. I I would suggest you don't do that. Oh. Just just, just a thought. Um, But he seemed to have it out for you. (laughs) So uh, maybe don't do anything that he said. He had it out for my dad. I mean, he did call me an asshole and wouldn't say my name, Ellis, instead of saying and just swore. But I think he was just joking with me. Absolutely not. But good on you for thinking that. Hmm. How long? How far is this corridor? (laughs) She's power walking. (laughs) (laughs) Is this a dirty joke? Hey, is that a corridor in your pocket? or?
This has been The Power of Friendship. Our intro and outro song is The Power of Friendship by Miss This. Check out their music on Twitter, YouTube, or join their Patreon today at Miss This Band. Join us next month for more of the adventure. And as always, thanks for listening. Ooh.